0: You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos.
1: episode of the captain's coach podcast with your host me luke pulis today we have a special guest one of the captain's coach very own jackson clark jackson is currently the program manager for the captain's coach certification program where aspiring individuals can go through our curriculum and continue our mission of changing the way sports are conducted through inspiring and developing team leaders and captains and helping coaches maximize their leaders potential jackson was the captain of the vcu rugby team and before that played for longwood university Jackson has had experience as a strength and performance coach along with rugby coaching. He has a lot of insight and knowledge to share, so I hope you enjoy our conversation today on another great episode of the Captain's Coach podcast. What's up, Jackson? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Luke. How's it going? It's going great. Going great. Great to have you on. Um, Jackson's been doing some great things for the Captain's Coach lately, uh, heading up our Captain's Coach certification program uh, as a as the development manager. Uh, You got uh, any updates on us on where the program's at?
0: Yeah, so um, we've been working on this for the last uh, two months, um, really just focusing on getting some engagements with different universities, high schools, uh, really trying to push our brand out there and kind of get our information and kind of certify other coaches at the same time to be able to do the same things that we've been Uh, pushing to these universities and private high schools. So obviously that's a big thing as we're growing to try to grow, Uh, get other captains certified through this program. I think it's been a um, big thing, big learning curve for me and uh, I think it's good for anyone who's interested in sports and leadership.
1: Really excited to see where we can take this thing and and see uh how far we can go with with enrollment and see how how far across the country we can get this thing to spread um but heading into the podcast uh being being a captain uh for the for the vcu rugby team uh just want to get your perspective on some of the things that you thought that vcu did really well in terms of systematically building leaders on their team um, so if you could just give some insight into maybe some of the things that you guys did as a team and a program that you thought they did really well in terms of that.
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, whenever, whenever you have a leader, you want someone that has some influence over the team. So I think I think a good thing our, our VCU team did was allow us to kind of allow the players on the team to choose a leader. I think that's the most important thing is, you know, you can have a coach who thinks, uh, someone is a leader but that might not necessarily be the leader of the, the players and you want you want the players to choose that captain so I think an important role our coaches did for us was allow us to nominate those captains and for it to be a kind of a, a position where you both nominate it's both a player and coach's decision because just because the coach believes this guy someone could be a leader doesn't make that person necessarily a leader to this players on the team and if they're not going to listen to the players on the field, then uh, it's going to be crazy on the field. So I think that was something that really stuck for me is allowing both the coaches and players to decide. And then from there, I think, I, I think it. you don't necessarily, I've always believed that you don't have to have a title of leadership to be a leader on the team. Uh, just because you're a captain, uh, you're, you're a leader on the team if you're a captain, but you don't have to be a leader to be a captain. I think that's something I've always believed in my career as playing sports on the rugby team rugby team and wrestling team is um, being a leader no matter what is important, whether you're a captain or not. Yeah, exactly. I
1: think that sometimes uh, individuals maybe miss miss that that opportunity just because they don't get selected to be a captain, they may not feel empowered to fill some sort of leadership role on the team.
0: Was there? I, anything- I think it's you you kind of have a leadership development. Uh, if you're a captain on the team, I feel like you're developing other leaders on the team. That's kind of the empowerment you alluded to. Is I want to have lots of leaders on the team. And I might be the formal leader or the captain on the team, but um, I, some play, another player on the team might look at someone else as a leader. So you never know who's uh, who follows you. And I think if you're constantly trying to lead in your own way, that's an important part of you know having a good team.
1: Exactly. Was there anything that you guys did as a program, either the wrestling team or the or the rugby team, that promoted that kind of leadership outside of just the captains? Or is that something that was more just like an inherent thing of your culture?
0: Well, I think that, you know, having time together as a team outside of just the sport is really important. Um, you want to know the people on your team. Uh, outside of just, you know, your sport that you're playing. So you want to know about their family. You want to know what they like to do. Um, I think the more you learn about the teammates you have, the more you're able to lead them better. Uh, so I always encourage my team to be able to hang out during the off season. I think the offseason is a great time to get better in your sport, but it's also a chance for you to bond with the rest of the teammates and learn more about them and kind of learn what makes them tick, what gets them going. You know, are they the more person you have to sit down and talk to, you know, one on one, or are they the person that you you might you know, might yell out in front of the team? You know, I think people handle things differently. So, learning learning how your teammates work and what you know what they, what matters to them, I think, is a big thing that kind of helped promote good leadership on our team and systematically pick someone that you know we knew knew was the best fit for the whole team.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. You you bring that part of it up. Well, um... A couple of days ago in Jordan's episode, I think we were, we were talking about that a little bit before the episode. Um, one of the big things that he hit on was the importance of having emotional intelligence and being able to understand what motivates everybody on your team and being able to communicate effectively and, and knowing how to get across your message to individual people. And just the importance of getting to know your teammates and getting to know your team and understanding what makes them tick, like you were saying. Um, I think.
0: And I think that you know when you have that close relationship, whether you know that family relationship, you know I would get I would do anything for my family, and I think you would say the same, and most people would act, you know, at that. So if you have that close family relationship, you know you're 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 willing to put in the extra hours to practice, or um, you're you're okay with going the extra mile for your team on the field, and you kind of have that you know super strength for the, for your family. So if you're able to build that that plays an important, you know, role as being a leader.
1: Exactly. Um, was Was there anything that you guys did behind the scenes or off the field that you think really promoted that that kind of team cohesion that you're talking about?
0: I mean, I really don't think there was necessarily something behind the scenes. I think it was a culture that, you know, we put into place by just kind of, uh, you know, at practice, whether, you know, it was, talking before practice, talking after practice about plans and kind of just getting into the habit of being able to spend more time with each other. Um, I wouldn't say there is really anything that happened, you know, off the, you know, off the field or behind the scenes rather than just spending time together.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, the, a lot of teams uh, you see can be really clicky. Um, so it, it's good to hear that you guys had a successful culture in, in that realm of that people were – already motivated to, you know, talk about stuff outside of practice, outside off the field. Um, and, and like we said before, that it's super important that everybody has an
0: interest in each other, just outside of on
1: the field stuff.
0: And even though my teams personally didn't have a systematic like way of helping maybe promote, which I think that that's where, you know, a lot of teams do lack. And I think that's something with Catherine's coaches we're trying to build, you know, I think we're thrown into this, you know, buzzword as leadership and you know, I certainly didn't know in middle school you know, most I don't even know maybe during even high school, you know, what a leader was any of that guy was like, you know, the number one guy, the top guy, you know, most times probably one of the better teammates. But the more you learn about leadership, it's not exactly what it is. And I think this promotes a good advantage for good teams. You know, if you have a good leader, the research shows that these teams are more successful nine times out of ten.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that just goes into the importance of having your team understand what you're looking for in your leaders. I know personally, our coach would always before we did like literally right before we voted on captains was kind of laying out, hey, you know, this is what you want out of a captain here. Here are some characteristics of successful captains in the past, Um, whether that be the most talented guy on the team or someone who doesn't really play that much. Um, and just understanding what you want out of your captains and kind of making that part of your culture it just helps make sure that those guys are put in the right positions to be able to lead those teams um, was there anything specific about your coach that you really loved that he did um, maybe maybe well in terms of developing leaders or or how he personally mentored you as a captain or as a as a leader on the team
0: yeah, so I think what you know, my coach personally did for me was he he was a great mentor. You know, there was um, we it was a relationship we had. You know, we were able to build you know almost like a father son relationship where you know he'd be able to kind of help me through you know certain situations on the team I mean, on ways to improve. You know how I'm acting. Uh, for me personally, I I struggle with emotional intelligence through being a captain. You know, I was so into the game. You know, sometimes. Really easy to have, you know, tunnel vision, or and you know, get upset and stuff like. So those are things that we were able to talk about and kind of put awareness to. So I think the biggest thing for me with my coach was just having that relationship and that mentorship, where he was able to uh, give me some of the clarity that I needed to be as a leader and kind of be another set of eyes that I, you know, if I didn't see something, maybe I he would bring it up to me so I could, um, maybe notice it a little bit more and, you know, change the way I was looking at it and help other teammates because of that. Um, so I would say the, the relationship really was the biggest thing, was having, having that that really was able to bring, you know, another side of being a captain for me. Yeah, so it sounds
1: like he was able to identify uh, maybe you were you're strong in your leadership on the field, but you're off the field, and interpersonal leadership may have been not necessarily a weak point, but a, a point where he saw you could improve yeah, um, sounds like you guys had some specific, uh, deliberate conversations about developing that. Like you said, emotional intelligence. Were there were there any skills or tips or anything that he gave you to work on in order to develop that more?
0: Uh, I mean, I think you know we talked about clicks. I think sometimes it's very easy to you know stick to your click or your friends or on the team. But for me, it was kind of making a um, a specific not strategy, but a go out of your way to make sure you're noticing what the other people on the team are doing. Like for me, uh, a lot of the with the, I'm coaching as a wrestling coach at local High School with wrestling. And one of the biggest things I like to teach, you know, some of the varsity guys is, you know, it's it, makes, it makes, makes a whole lot of a difference when you have a varsity wrestler come up to a JV wrestler and do this like, hey man, you're actually doing really well. That looks really good. Or last practice I saw you, man, uh, I saw no you did this. Maybe try try this out. So, kind of being able to be deliberate and make a make a conscious effort to notice what the other guys on the team are doing. You know, it doesn't matter if they're the weak, you know, one of the weaker you know, players on the team, or maybe not a guy you hang out with much. But if you're able to be inclusive for the whole team, you're really to have you're really able to have a strong team because uh, even though you're not friends with them, he'll he'll listen to you because you know you genuinely do care about know how he's doing and uh, his progress yeah I think
1: that is one of the bigger challenges especially for for high school captains and maybe even at the college level you know going from being a part of your class especially if you're not uh, or if your team is more of a a clicky team and you kind of stay within your class Uh, I'm sure it's super easy for that to happen during wrestling maybe you just hang out with your weight class or guys in your class Um, being able to switch over and have to care for the entire team um, is really a big shift for a lot of kids to make and and like you said the impact that it has though is invaluable in the fact that now when you check on those guys or you give them advice it's more of a hey now a guy who I know cares about me is asking me to do something and not just you know some kind of authority figure as an upperclassman or just the guy that's telling me what to do
0: he's much more willing to be influenced or listen to you. Yeah. Much
1: much more receptive to your message. Yeah.
0: And I think that, you know, that's a big thing. I think, especially in high school sports, as egos will really get in the way of, you know, leaders being better leaders is they'll think, you know, I'm the best guy on the team. I don't need to, you know, well, I don't need to listen to coach when he says, do the one before. four. I'm too good to do this. I don't need to do this drill. You know, if ever if you're able to have, uh, a captain who is, you know, a five-star recruit who is doing all the things that the weakest player on the team is doing, that really goes a long way. And when you're able to notice it, it even goes further than you know you just doing it with him. So I think egos are a big thing in high school sports. If you're able to drop that, you're you're really able to strengthen the team as a whole.
1: Yeah, and especially like you said, doing doing the same thing that your weakest player or or the freshman on the team are doing. Um, you yeah, know, Sam Walker mentions in in the captain class that, you know, you want a guy who's going to be the guy who carries the water cooler. Um, yeah. So, you know, every once in a while coming down to that level, or not really coming down to that level, but taking on some of that responsibility that's usually reserved for the freshmen or the rookies uh, on your team. You know, if you, you do that a couple of times as a leader on the team and, and people, you, you you will see the, the, the change in reception of your message to not only those younger guys, but but also the older guys as well.
0: Um, yeah absolutely.
1: Uh, it sounds like that was a a big change for you uh, developing that emotional intelligence and being able to connect with all your teammates on another level just outside yeah. of your your direct friends. was there was there anything else that you maybe looking back could have changed or or maybe that you did change and we haven't hit on yet once you uh, took that role as a captain or any like skills or exercises uh, that you did to help yourself fulfill that role as a captain?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, especially in high school for me, uh, you're really, you're really trying to search on how, how to be, be a leader. And there's a lot of different leaders out there. But I think a big thing for me is I did a lot of, a lot of reflection, a lot of figuring out who I was. Um, I think for a lot of people, you, you want to be this leader that you've always looked up to and, in reality you're not that leader you can be a good leader but you're not that leader you can be you' you're, you're Luke you, I can be Jackson I'm a leader in my own way I have my own personality my own values so I think my recommendation for any captain that uh, really doesn't know the leader that they are I think you know you go ahead and start reflecting on daily daily reflections figure out you know, who you are how you respond what are your values what do you believe in? You know, I think those really can make you a stronger leader in the long run. It's not an easy process. you gotta you gotta stay consistent with it. But once you're able to figure out who you are as a leader and what what makes you effective as a leader, uh, that really does help you um, gain influence.
1: Yeah, so you think maybe if if captains were to keep and not just captains but anybody on a team were, were to keep a journal you know after after every practice, you know they write down a couple interactions and reflect yeah, on handle it. is that what you're talking about
0: absolutely i mean that's exactly what i'm talking about i would have loved to have been told to do something like that back in you know high school or while i was playing rugby you know i think it's smart for a captain for a captain to log notes of practice you know log like improvements or things to work on or learn something write down what you learned or you know and then just write how you feel about practice and you can jot any notes you want. I think that's something that can really would have made me a better leader when I was in high school and while I was uh, playing rugby, just having that journal at after practice to uh, log anything and everything that you thought was valuable for that practice.
1: And I, I think the writing down is especially important because uh, even, even if you do reflect on it after practice and maybe it's just, you know, five minutes, you take a couple of minutes to, to think about it unless you write it down, you're never really going to be able to go yeah. back and analyze maybe how you've shifted or, you know, to remind yourself, oh, hey, this happened like three weeks ago. How did I respond to it then? How am I responding to it now kind of thing?
0: I think writing it down gives you a lasting impression because, you know, you can think about it right after practice, but, you know, you come back to the next practice and you try to remember, you know, what it was you were exactly feeling. And it's hard to think about what you were exactly doing but if you write it down and you're specific about it you can you can jog your memory to being pretty close about how that felt that last practice and you know i think this like you said writing it down really does does a lot for kind of bringing you back to uh, the improvements you need to make or how you felt
1: yeah 100 percent. and it comes back to kind of one of our one of our tenants at the captain's coach that leadership is self-expression and I think it's, it's super important to understand yourself before you can even begin to improve yourself as, as a leader and as a captain on your team, you have to be able to identify where your shortfalls are. And like you said, if that's, um, you know, conversation with your coach and they're able to help you through that, um, with your example of he, he identified maybe emotional intelligence was something that you need to work on, or if it's something that you, and sometimes you find out a lot about how you handle the situation by writing down you're like, oh, hey! I actually didn't handle this the way I wanted it to. Um, and then, if you even take it one step further, if you're able to take those journal entries and discuss it with your teammates, and maybe they have a completely different perspective that you didn't even know that they were taken away from the
0: situation. And I and I think you know, going with that is you when you get that self-expression and you figure out you know, more about yourself, you're able to figure out your strengths, your weaknesses, and then I think it's important to. I think you work on your strengths, in my opinion, and then you find other leaders who have different strengths that maybe your, be your weaknesses. And that will bring a diverse, diverse leadership group. And I think that is something, another thing I wish I would have known more about because there's certainly weaknesses I have and everyone has weaknesses. But if you're able to build a team that has a diverse leadership group with diverse strengths, I think that really is able to have a strong uh, impact on the team.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You want to find leaders and other guys and gals on your team that that complement your weaknesses and maybe pick up the slack where where you need a little help in terms of your leadership. So, going off of that, what were some of the biggest challenges you had as a captain? And maybe other than you know keeping a journal on things, is there anything else that you wish you could have done differently?
0: Well, so at, at VCU when I was a captain, I was uh, I was a graduate student, so. I was new to the team, and I think for me the biggest challenge was, you know, building trust. And I think you know, there's there's a lot of different circumstances where trust is hard to build. But in my cert, cert, uh, situation, you know, I was new player, didn't know anyone really on the team, so my biggest challenge was just building that trust. And I think through things like journaling during that time, I was able to kind of find out ways that maybe I could improve on building that trust. Not that I was doing anything to lose the trust, but gaining the trust still was something that I had difficulty doing because I played Scrum Half and Scrum Half was one of the connecting pieces to um, offense, to defense, to the backs, to the forwards. So it was a big thing in my position to have that trust. So um, I think it's just, the way I resolved it was kind of what I alluded to before is by being intentional spending time with my team, getting to know them, learning about them, investing in them. And that was, that, that, would help, you know, that, that went a long way.
1: Yeah. Just if you were able to, you know, spend a couple minutes each day and, and kind of laying out, um, the interesting thing I saw was, you know, spend five minutes with a different person each day until, you know, everybody on your team, mm-hmm. um, To a certain metric, you know whether it be a, at least know where they're from and their their parents and how many siblings they have, what's their favorite hobby. To if you want to be more generic or you want to be
0: more specific, Um, yeah. I think. Go ahead. And I think you know that that it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's just difficult to 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 earn. And I think once you have that trust, you as a leader, you're responsible for that trust, and you have to maintain that trust and i think that's something if you lose that's when your leadership kind of you must you fail as a leader at that point yeah exactly maybe
1: maybe a decision you make um that costs you a little bit of trust if previously you had built up that trust you know maybe it doesn't hurt you as much with your teammates um not that you ever want to do anything to to decrease the trust that your teammates have in you but the more trust you have the harder it is to lose at the end of the day. So I think the more you can do that on the front end, like you're saying, um, the the easier it is to keep that and make more personal connections and have people be more receptive to the message you're
0: trying to send. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Just being intentional, I think that makes a difference to fix that, um, makes makes a difference to people you that think that you don't really care about them, but if you're intentional about it, I think it goes the extra mile.
1: Yeah, so whether whether it be a captain at VCU during your time or in high school or or as a coach, but who who's maybe one of the best captains you've ever played with or or coached firsthand and and what made them so successful or effective.
0: Well, I might be a little bit biased, but actually our founder Ben Smith was honestly he was probably one of the best leaders I had on part of my team. The um, thing I admired about Ben was just his preparation. I think I learned a lot through him, but I, I think the most thing I learned was just being prepared. If you're prepared, then you can. um I must be ready for any situation that happens in a game or whether it's in practice, but I think preparation was the biggest thing that I took away from Ben um, from my experience as being playing on a team that he's coached.
1: And and by prepared, do you just mean prepared for any kind of situation or, you know, like with notes or?
0: I think, yeah, I should be a little bit more specific on this. I think for me it was prepared through practice, prepared through your day, prepared for anything you're about to go through. I think if you're prepared, you have the the knowledge and the the readiness to go into, you know, whether it's a wrestling match, whether it's a baseball game. You know you might know, you, you know your opponent the best you can you, you can then you're gonna be able to uh be ready for that match and lead properly
1: yeah and 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 knowing ben personally and having worked with him, he definitely has a as a plan of attack mm-hmm. for for everything that he does and and I would agree with you being being prepared is is super important having a plan and you know maybe not always having to stick with it, but if you have a plan then you're able to adjust from there and exactly. a, a starting point and somewhere to go from.
0: And I think the, I mean, you kind of hit it spot on, but with Ben and my rugby team, my senior year at Longwood, we uh, we were playing a convention. I'm not, I'm not sure the audience is too familiar with rugby, but traditionally you have a one-line backs. A backs is from a um, fly half to an inside center to an outside center to a, to a wing and that's kind of the conventional offense and it goes up a 45 degree angle from the scrum half and the forwards and midway through the season we talked about preparation and making adjustments off that preparations well we kind of went from this traditional offense to an offense that's not so conventional that ben basically brought up on his own where it split those backs so our offense would start in the middle, and we'd break off to have two fly halves going at 45-degree angles up the field, going to another center, to another wing. And that's just kind of the kind of thought process I think a lot of coaches uh, can learn from and uh, use in you know, their everyday training is being able to, number one, be prepared as well as you can, and number two, being able to make adjustments. I think adjustments, I think you see this in every professional sport, is – Uh, the good coaches are really able to have a good second half there. They got to, they make their adjustments. Um, So I think that was, you know, that's a real live example of how Ben really changed the offense of what rugby traditionally always was. And it threw a lot of teams off, you know, we made it to the championship game and we had a really good run and you know, a lot of teams didn't know how to handle that. But, you know, that was something that really taught me a lot is you got to have a plan and then you got to be able to change the plan
1: yeah and that's a great example of how much impact one person can have on a team right and it, absolutely it, and it doesn't have to be just a just a coach but especially as a captain or any kind of leader on the team if if you're able to identify a problem or some kind of leverage you can have over your opponent, um, a, a weakness or a point of influence that that you think is going to make a huge difference in the team's success. It, your your players and your leaders on your team have to feel empowered enough to not only identify those uh, on a tactical level, but be able to implement them on, on a strategic level and, and feel okay to do that. And it doesn't always have to come from the captains. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a captain that is empowering the underclassmen and guys below them, like you said, you, you know, people are way more receptive. They're also way more open to offer up. Um, solutions to problems and come up with new interesting ideas so I think I think the more of a presence and an influence that your captains have the more likely you'd are to have those those moments and those experiences of dramatic change whether it be tactical or strategic
0: absolutely I I agree fully
1: so other other than that you know time of a captain having a huge impact was there any time where the team was going through a rough patch any of the teams you ever been on or ever coached where where you saw a Captain or any other leader on the team have a dramatic as a dramatic impact as that um, and and how did they impact the team in that way?
0: Yeah, I think um there was there was times while out long, but I think there was some there was specific teams. I don't want to get into too, too much detail, but I think that um, one thing I have learned over the time that If a leader is not able to empower other leaders and to be able to delegate the power, I think is an important role of that leader because, you know, you are the leader, but I think you need to be able to delegate power. Like we talked about earlier, there's strengths that one leader might have that other people on the team might have. If you have a little strength, you might not have another strength. And I think being able to find other people on the team that have those strengths is important to delegate all that power I think that's a lot to handle and being able to overload yourself and not be able to handle everything will be able that will have a big impact on the team and it just won't allow it to progress in the way it could if you were able to delegate that power and empower your teammates instead of you know, taking it all on yourself
1: yeah I think people sometimes forget you can't be everywhere at once
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it be at practice and you're on the other end of the field as a captain or all your captains are in a meeting with the coach and there's conversation going outside in the locker room there still has to be other people in leadership roles whether they be designated a captain or not um, and having people feel empowered enough to do that either through the coaches or through uh, through the captains themselves I've always said yeah, leadership begets leadership and, and leaders get leaders in the truest sense. So if you have successful and, and competent leaders on your team, the only thing, that the, the most important thing they're gonna do is create more leaders underneath them and kind of continue that tradition of how they are. That's why you see some programs that have year after year successful captains and a, and a great leadership program because once they get you know the ball rolling and they get a good core group of captains, they just provide the example and the way ahead for everyone following after them to follow.
0: And you want that leader to mentor other leaders. You know, you want that leader to be able to leave that team and have that the team after him have a good leader. So you want to be able to to develop that leader that you you know, you might see on the team for the next year. So, you know, a good way to help that pro, uh, progression is to delegate that power into you know you can almost mentor them as a leader and i think that just be is able to make everyone on the team better when there there's multiple people that i can go to and they will be able to uh put me in the right direction because you know i might not get along with one leader but if i have another leader on the team that i do connect with i think that does you know is helpful when you know you have problems on the team
1: exactly it just it just kind of maximizes your reach um, a- across your team and across the spectrum of any kind of problems or crises that that might pop up so you've given a lot of good tips out here uh, in terms of the the emotional intelligence side um the journaling is there any other advice jackson that you would give to aspiring leaders and or captains today that they can do to continue to grow as captains and leaders or or promote themselves as as leaders on their teams and programs
0: yeah, I think there's. I think there's good habits to come into. Uh, I always try to do uh, three things every day. My three things are to exercise, to read, and to write. And I think those three things. I'm able to learn while I'm reading. I'm able to express myself as I write, and then I'm able to sweat and kind of have just kind of have an overall good, healthy day by doing those three things. And I think when you're doing that, you are able to help yourself become a better leader. I think when I'm writing, I'm learning about myself. When I'm reading, I'm learning about other people. And I think by doing those two things, you are able to be authentic, you're able to learn yourself. So I think by doing, when you do that, you're able to kind of learn yourself, learn your values. And I think it's important just to be who you are. Um, No one's a better leader than you are. Like no one's gonna be the leader you are. And I think that makes you, a, whoever you are a great leader and just to trust that and um, also I believe that with anything you, you got to have a goal and I think it's important to look at that goal and then see where you are you see where you are now and then I think what you need to focus on is everything in between that that, that progress that process that you have that's everything you can control so just being mindful of where you're at and where you want to be and then taking the proper steps every day to make sure that those steps line up to where you want to be at the end of the day. Um, because you can't control what happened in the past. You can't control what's going to happen. You can't control what's in the future. But you, it all starts with what you're doing right then and there. So just having that mindfulness would probably be my biggest piece of advice.
1: Yeah, it's great, too. I've never heard it put that way, you know, the your, your three things, um, learning about yourself, learning about others. And then obviously you have the the physical aspect. I think that's a real easy, really, really easy thing that everybody can do at any level too. And that that goes not just for for sports or sports Mm -hmm. leadership, but anything outside of that. You always want to continue to learn more about yourself. You always want to expand your own knowledge and your own skill set. And for sure, just living a a healthy life through that, that physical activity. And like you were saying, it's super important to know where you're at now and have a spot where you wanna get to. Cause like you said, no one is gonna be the leader that you are. And it's important for you to set a goal for yourself on where you wanna be and then have a, a direct plan and goals that you wanna hit along the way to get there. because um, it comes it becomes really difficult if you don't have that planned out and it's not just gonna happen overnight. So I think at, at a very minimum those three things are definitely going to push you forward. You there's no way you're going to go backwards from doing those three things. You know, some and and forgetting the past and not not living in the past, I should say, um because it's something that I live for or uh, or that I've learned about and I I like to think about is you learn from the past, you live in the present and you plan for the future.
0: Exactly. And I think and I don't want to I don't want to make this sound easy. I don't think uh, it's always good. You're going to have problems through this progress and this process, but I think that if you're able to learn from each day, just continue to learn every day, you're going to have trip ups, you're going to have some failures, but to understand that through those failures and those you know, upsets, like you, you, you can only learn from those moments, and if you're able to learn from it, you're only going to become better. Um, so don't get down on yourself. You know, you might you might mess up a play or two. You might mess up a day or two. It doesn't matter. Um, just make sure you're learning from it. You know, and being able to you know think about you know what could have you done differently, how could you have planned differently, and then like, just moving forward. You know, it's over now, and you plan for the future accordingly.
1: Yeah, and just and just talking about that, and and talking about you know when you mess up, it's a it's a chance for learning. An interesting thir- thing I heard uh, recently, and I forget what, what book I pulled it from, but it was it was one of these people um, that they were talking about, and that when they were a child, their dad asked them every day what they failed at, and it and it wasn't to beat them up, obviously, but it was it was to encourage them to find something that they could challenge themselves at and fail at and learn from because it's something that's been proven that you will learn far more from a defeat or a failure or a loss than you will from a victory.
0: Um, yeah, and I think it's inevitable. like you are going to fail and um, everyone does. You know, at, there's not one person on this earth who has not failed, so don't take it too personal. And you know, you, you learn and that's all you can do. And at the end of the day, if you're doing the best you can, you have nothing to hold your head on.
1: Exactly. And and that's, that's all you can ask for. So just the the big takeaways from there, folks out there listening is read every day, write or journal every day, do something physical to stay healthy and look for ways to challenge yourself and look for places that you may fail in and become comfortable failing. So you can take those lessons and move forward. Um, so moving on to our conceptual part of the show Jackson just want to get your definition of leadership
0: um I think through our captain's coach I think we we in my opinion have nailed that leadership is influence I don't think it's anything more I don't think it's anything less it's uh you have to you're an influencer and I think that that is where a leader is and um, it's powerful it's very very powerful I think it's in our, in our curriculum, we go into kind of the different between influence and manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're very different things and I think you have to be careful about that. Um, influence is a lot, it influences for the better of the team and the group. Manipulation is more uh, something that's better for you and that kind of, it's an unselfish thing. It's, it, you know, it looks great on a resume, sure, but you sacrifice a lot. So that influence is powerful and. That kind of goes with the trust, you know, you have to have trust to have that influence. And that's what my, that's what my definition is. is it's influence, nothing more, nothing less.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree with more with you. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit biased to being a part of the captain's coach team, but uh, I Absolutely. think that even before becoming a part of the team, influence was always the biggest piece for me in terms of leadership. Um, what do you think the two biggest responsibilities of a team captain are or the the top two or three characteristics that you think make a great captain.
0: So I think the uh, biggest three attributes I I think for a captain are is you have to be selfless. Number one, I think number two, uh, kind of it kind of goes along with being selfless is you got to be willing to sacrifice. And when you're a leader, it you you have you take that on. You are a leader. You are sacrificing a a piece of you, you know, you gotta be invested in the team. You have to be doing the things that maybe not everyone wants to do. You gotta take the good, you gotta take the bad. Um I think delegation, the power and empowering other team team players, whether they're leaders or not, empowerment is a far way as being a leader. And then my third thing I would say is just being prepared and that's kind of where it goes with the investment. So I think a lot of these three things are intertwined you want to empower you want to be invested and you have to be one to sacrifice um, to have to be a good leader and to have you know, good impact and good influence on your team yeah
1: it's a great combination um, can't go wrong there last few questions before I before I let you go I know I've taken up a good amount of your time today Jackson but last few questions uh, favorite book on leadership or coaching and favorite quote
0: about leadership or coaching hmm. So this is a good question. Um, I think one of my favorite books is the Coach K book. I, I haven't read it in a while. I actually read this uh, in between my junior and senior year of rugby, which was uh, a big year for me as a captain. I uh, really enjoyed that book. I definitely recommend that one. And then as far as a quote, you know, I think there's a lot of good quotes, so I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't think I have one off the top of my head. But I think that it's just important to constantly learn and grow um, in yourself and then being able to empower people. So to be honest, with you, I don't have necessarily a quote to give you, but I would say that if you if you want to be a leader, continue to learn, continue to grow and empower others. And I, I don't think you'll be in a good, uh, bad spot.
1: Awesome. Yep. Just coming back to our, our continuing to progress and, and look for those learning opportunities and and reading is a is a great place to start you know people before you have come and gone um don't try to reinvent the wheel Uh, overall jackson it was great having you on the show looking forward to seeing more come out of the captain's coach certification program um and and if if anyone out there is is interested seriously get on the website captainscoach.com reach out um get involved with us and and expand your knowledge, expand your curriculum, expand your your captain and leadership abilities. Um, Jackson, uh, where uh, where else can people find you either on on social media on Twitter or uh, how can they get a hold of you through the Captain's Coach?
0: So, on um, there should be contact information on Captain's Coach website. Um, also, everything on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, um, um, on those social media websites at I'm Jackson Clark. And then you can also find me on Facebook. I'm always open to a Facebook message. Um, Happy to help anyone with the certification program. I can say personally, I've been able to learn and grow a lot through this certification and um, really it's helped me develop myself as a leader to learn on a lot of new topics. Um, So I'm excited to hear from anyone who is interested. Um, I think they'd be a great fit to learn and grow their leadership development.
1: Awesome stuff, Jackson. Can't wait to see what comes out in the next, next couple months with everything that you guys are doing. Um, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime in the near future once we start getting some repeats uh, on the show. But thanks again. Thanks for sharing your time and your wisdom. Thanks.
0: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.